Have you ever felt like you've got more in the tank and you know that there's more potential in you, especially in business? Jack came to set the standard and he ended up tripling his business within a couple of months. He has an email marketing company. Some of the tools and the tactics and the mindsets that we teach, we teach every two to three weeks in a free mindset webinar. This is an invite to you to come to that webinar. Just click the link below. It's the first link in the description and I'd love to see you guys there. Can't wait. Yo, everybody. Welcome to the About Wellbeing podcast episode 21. Quick Q&A podcast. This is a quick one. I've uh, got five Q&As that I'm just going to quickly get through and we'll see how we damn go about it. Firstly, I hope you're having a sick day. What are you doing? Hope you're crushing your shit. Hope you're being happy, healthy. You're looking after yourself. You're being physically fit. You're mentally sorting yourself out. You're getting in your gratitude journal. You're hydrating every morning. All of that good stuff. Hope you're doing it because it has impact, baby. All right. So first question I got is... How did you make your ice baths? If you know me, I love an ice bath. There's so many benefits and they're just completely proven mentally and physically, especially for things like longevity and testosterone and recovery. So good. Love an ice bath. I do Frosty Fridays and get in once a week, every single week at zero degrees from, from five to 23 minutes. <laughs> 23 minutes was my record. At 20 minutes is where you start to get like mild hypothermia. But if you're going into the ice bath regularly on a regular basis, you can really start to push that limit to quite a bit further. There are people that do up to an hour to two hours, which is quite nuts. But for the majority of us, we try to stay below 20 minutes. (laughs) How did I make it? Seriously, I went onto Gumtree or like Facebook group. Um, or Facebook Marketplace, and I remember just messaging a whole bunch of people, and I saw this old as like streets ice bath, and I messaged the guy, and I was like, "I'll give you four hundred bucks for it." They're trying to sell it for eight hundred, and I was like, "There's no way I'm paying eight hundred dollars for that. It's an old streets freezer." And they were like, "Yeah." And then I went there and talked to him, and I was like, yeah, "Would you take yeah three seventy three eighty?" And they were like, "No, we're not going any lower than four hundred." I was like, oh, I'm paying that anyway, done. So, got the ice bath, had a look at it, I chucked it in the back of my ute and drove it home, had a look, and I was like, cool, so I'm just going to have to aqua putty all of this stuff, and then basically be good to go. But my dad owns a metal place, like he does metal refurbishing and stuff, so I rung him up and I was like, hey, yo, um, is there anything you can do here? He's like, oh, bring it in and see what we can do. So I gave him a little bit of money, and he just went through and like just made the insides out of aluminium. He got aqua putty, sealed it all, and then like there's a hole to the drain, and they just it just has the slidey like ice cream tops, and that was it. Then I just bought some laminate, cut it out, and stuck it. Got some like glue, some of that really crazy like carpet glue, and just like glued that around it. It doesn't really look too good. And then I painted the edges around white, and I should have got a really good paint. I'm going to go over it soon to make it look actual real fancy and nice, but for now, it's doing the job. For the next, like, what would I do again if I did this? Like, it was, it's good. It works perfectly. Literally, all you do is plug it in. Done. Like, that is it. I just got a little plug-in system set up out back. I plug it in on, like, a Thursday morning or a Wednesday night, and then again, I'm not Friday. If I plug it in on Wednesday night, I turn it off Friday morning, and if I 
get in there Thursday morning. I just kind of have a look around Friday if I need to turn it off or beforehand. Now I have left that on accidentally, and then what happens is the ice bath just turn just it just goes like a wall of ice around it, and you're sitting in there and like you get into the ice bath and it's like touching the sides everywhere. You're like, oh man, I just want it to be cold water in here. I don't want to be like skin on ice. I feel like my skin's gonna fall off. It's crazy. Um, but yeah. It's awesome, <laughs> like best investment. Now, the thing that was good about my streets freezer is it's bigger than all the other freezers. Because I was having a look at some of the chest freezers you can get. Um, next time I get an ice bath, I'll probably just get a chest freezer because even though mine does have the drain and the rest of it, literally, it's because the hole is so small. It's quicker to just get a bucket and empty the um, ice bath with a bucket onto the onto the lawn. Like that's that's what I do. It's, it's so much quicker. Um, but yeah, that's literally it. And the maintenance around that is I just get a, like a cork and I just plug that in um, every time, like every three changes, I think, every three water changes of the ice bath I do like that. And um, and I just and I give it a clean every two or three weeks, give it a real big wipe down. And I also got what was awesome was my dad made a little s- steep, uh, step slide <laughs> for the ice bath. So instead of just like, because what happens is you have this like sort of where the, the motor sits in, it's just like a square, um, like kind of seat in the ice bath, but you can't sit on it because otherwise half your body's going to be hanging out of the ice bath. You need to get in a bit. So we have this little like slip and dip slide thing that you can actually sit your bum on when you're in there. Pro tip for ice baths, if you do get one and whatever it is, I've bought some rubber mats, like some thick, like kind of insulated, just like holy rubber mats that you'd see kind of out the front of a, out in front of a door, like a doormat type of thing, or like one of those rubber mats you'd see like at a work site, someone would be standing on those. Now we put them there so that when we put our feet against the end of the ice bath, our feet aren't on the ice itself because your extremities get the coldest, so like your head, hands, and feet. So when you're in the ice bath, we always keep our hands out, but our feet always tend to fucking freeze. <laughs> so I got the ice bath, pat the, those doormats, and put it there, which is killer. Cool, next one. Can you do a podcast on psychedelics? Absolutely. I'm going to be doing podcasts on psychedelics. I am a heavy believer in um, psychedelics purely from my from a lot of people that I respect's opinion on them and my own experiences on them. One of the things that I do say with psychedelics is do not abuse them. The first time I ever tried like mushrooms was in Amsterdam. As soon as I took them, I was like, wow, there's a definitely not supposed to be in this situation that I'm in right now. We're not supposed to be using them from the, uh, for this for this reason. But I did have fun. Um, however, cause I tried to open up to the experience, but I definitely realized I was like, well, this is not what they're supposed to be used for. They're definitely a ceremonial thing. And I, um, dived in deep to the research of, um, psychedelics. Aubrey Marcus has got a lot of real good things on there. And so does Paul Check. but also I read Michael Pollan, who is the wizard on all this stuff. He wrote a book. He's a very respectable author in any way. And he wrote a book called, um, the new science of how to change your mind the new science of psychedelics, and it goes into in depth. I highly recommend reading that if you're interested in psychedelics at all. That will tell you more than I can tell you in a podcast. However, I will tell you a bit in some of the upcoming ones. Now, the thing is, is what you realize is they go in deep to the history of psychedelics, how they've been used for thousands and thousands of years by all different tribes around the world. And one of the best things about being in Australia is that we have native psychedelic mushrooms that we can use. And I kind of think that... Well, it says in the book that uh, ancient tribal people would use them for um, men, boys becoming ceremonies into men, for death ceremonies, for like husband and wife ceremonies, for um, certain different transitions, for spiritual development, and um, and, and yeah, a lot of spiritual development stuff. And so, 
the reason I think we should be taking mushrooms a lot of that time, either mushrooms or any other psychedelics that are out there, is it shows that over a long period of time, sorry, in the book, it shows that how us modern people come in in the westernized world and found all these different tribes, and then obviously us white people have just been like, yeah, duh, let's use all these all the time. And initially it was like the government endorsed it, and then because people abused it, the government went, nah. Not doing it. Goodbye. So, um, hence why um, it was illegal, but now a lot of states and things are bringing them back, which I find quite interesting because of all the crazy benefits of them. Here's one absolute mega fact that you should know purely just for psilocybin, the active ingredient in mushroom. There is not one study that shows that there is any negative effects on your physiological body or your brain or anything. In fact, it increases neuroplasticity, so your brain becomes better at learning things and um, taking in taking in information, and you also makes you grow new brain cells, new brain cells, and it does that. Um, the main effect of it is that it literally activates the two different hemispheres of your brain, so your left and right side brain. Um, they literally just make them all connect, interconnect really well, like all the different pathways. And what that does is that forces you to be extremely present. And as a side effect of that, you get these weird visuals that you see out of your eyeballs. Now, the thing is, is that being completely present allows you to be aware of all your different thoughts um, and your current situations, which just makes you become more conscious. Um, and when you're more conscious, all these different you have all these realizations and all these and all these different things because obviously um, you know you'd say time is the most important thing that we have, and if we're so critically aware of every single second that happens, we have so much re- endless time in the day and in our lifetimes, and it's really good just to tap into that once every now and then. How often do I take them? About once a year. <laughs> that's all. That's all. All it really needs, to be honest. Once or twice a year. Any more than that is like is probably a little bit too much. Cool. So, what are long-term and short-term positive, negative, positive and negative effects on the bodies? This I could go and dive in deep for this for ages, for ages, because there's no. This is a very open topic. Um, it's hard for me to kind of dive into specific, but I could say just some. Uh, Short-term positive benefit things would be meditation, ice baths, getting into a sauna at least once or twice a week, infrared one, all those infrared lights are awesome. Eating correctly, uh, going to the gym, uh, hanging upside down is awesome. They all have short-term effects. And as far as long-term positive effects on the body, um, if you're doing those every single day, it's going to have long-term effects, especially if you're not putting in um, a lot of anything that's toxic that your body has to digest and like get rid of. And that can come from, obviously everyone knows, from electrical things. It can come from literally just too much stress. It can be coming from eating too many uh, foods, high in too many... uh, toxins and different things like that, or processed foods, or um, foods that aren't aligned with your DNA, and that depends on like you know what kind of fats you're actually eating too, and if you're getting the right vitamins and stuff in, like all of these little things, excuse me, Yui. all these, these little things that I keep on men- mentioning just build up, and that can have some long-term effect on the body. Now, actually going to the gym and eating too much protein, so having a really high protein, eating around 200 to 300 grams of protein every single day, um, which is what we're recommended to do if you're a bodybuilder, has stress on the body over a long period of time. What can you do about that? Well, there's a lot of different kind of things you can. There's a lot of things you can do about that actually. 
One is increasing, if you're eating a lot of protein, is increasing your glycine and proline content because that counteract a lot of the bad shit in protein. They're like a protein themselves, but they're like the good proteins that balance out or the good aminos that balance out all the bad ones or too much that your body's digesting all the time so it can take some pressure off of what you're doing. So I always recommend having glycine at night time and eating things like bone broth. I have the best of the bone bone broth. You can go on my website, get 12% off. Boom, baby! We're good. That's some good shit. Now... Leave that question for now because that's a huge in-depth topic. I could just keep going on. That was just some real quick rapid-fire things for you there. How to balance work, uni, sports, or social commitments and the gym. Oh, what a question. How to balance work, uni, sports, and social commitments in the gym. Come see me as a coach. I'll figure it it out for you. (laughs) Nah, so the main thing for this is literally this is what you do. And I'm not even kidding. Is You have to... Firstly, booking the time to sit down with yourself with a pen and a piece of paper or a laptop and write out your schedule as best as possible. What you do is you do wake up time. Let's say it's for me, quarter to six. What do I do from quarter to six to six? I I read, I journal, I hydrate, and I get changed for work. <laughs> That's what I do. I leave, and then I get a few things ready, get ready for work, 15 minutes. I leave and I ride my bike at quarter past six to get to work. Takes me 35 minutes. I get to work. Well, it doesn't take me, it takes me a little bit longer than that, about 40 minutes. I get to work at about 10 to 7. When I get to work, I hydrate. I do blah, 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 blah. Then at 8.30, I eat and blah, 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 blah. And keep going. So you do that eat every single time. And like I, I train at 12 o'clock for one hour exactly. Then I get back to work. Blah, 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 blah. You, you see where I'm going there? Do that for your whole day. And then do do what you have to do differently for each day during the week. So, you know, Wednesday, uni lecture. Wednesday, I'm training legs. You know what I mean? Thursday is a cardio day and a rest day. So you write down your daily routine. Then you sort out your weekly routine and you write that out in as much fucking detail as possible. And then what you do is you have a look at what you can do to combine things. So for me, for example, I journal and hydrate at the same time. I ride my bike to work. So that's travel time to work and cardio at the same time. So I'm doing all these things. And I've got an audio book is one of the things I've got to do in my um, to-do list for the day. So I listen to an audio book while I'm training at the gym. Two things at the same time. So what you do is you go through and figure out how you can do those different things. And when you balance or when you have a look at all of those things together and it's all scheduled in, yes, it's very masculine getting in there and having a look at all those things. But my God, once you know that's happening, you stick to that stuff and you're extremely consistent and you fucking get shit done and it is the best feeling ever. You're so goddamn productive. Cool. Last question. Different training styles. I'm just going to talk about my training style real quickly. Um, so my training style is I like to do a lot of Ben Pekulski, Eugene Tao. I think that's his last name. He's a legend on Instagram. But anyway, I like to do their style of training where you're very execution focused on your training, where I like to train like I meditate. So every single rep of every exercise, I try to be as present and as aware as possible. This is why the mushrooms are extremely important. <laughs> really want to do this one day and actually go to the gym and see what it's like and like get really present with me training my muscles if I can fucking focus and do it. But what, uh, what, what you do is literally it's just like I my cues for myself is smooth transition at the bottom of the rep and then it's like quite explosive on the way up but I don't lose inertia. So what I'm doing is I'm not throwing the weight so the weight ends up being lighter on the way up. Then at the top, I squeeze it really hard and then I 
smooth transition down and let that come down. And I keep that at the same tempo for whatever I'm training until my muscle completely fatigues. And then I keep going 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 until I can't do reps anymore. And then I add in a few like explosive reps and then a couple of negative reps as well. And that's how I do one set for something. And that is the most important way. Breaking things down like that will help you transcend any of your gym training Next level. That's why I've got a training program that I'm building at the moment out for all of that. And it's honestly unreal. Goes into this stuff. Detail. Blow your fucking brain. Anyway, that's it for this podcast. Sending you guys some huge fucking love. Um, if you like this, please follow. If you do like it, please share or subscribe. Quick Q&A. And if you have any questions, sing them out, guys. I'll answer them as best as I can. Juris today. Big love. Thank you so much for getting this far into the podcast. As a token of my appreciation for the loyal listeners, you can get a $50 discount of your first month inside the Set the Standard community. That'll help you double your business and reprogram your mind. We have two live group coaching calls per month, eight modules and challenges, and an exclusive network where you can meet all the men who are setting the standard in here. Please use the code PODCAST, capital P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to get the first $50 off of your first month. Can't wait to see you guys in there.